be upon the listener you are life in the human form the universe becoming extremely conscious of itself my name is Rice Toluca aka the film habit aka the Don Lemon I'm just playing uh, how's it going my name is Rice Toluca welcome to another edition of the being centered podcast if you've seen the title of this episode we're going to be talking about a heavy subject a subject that not to sound morbid but I think about quite a lot not to sound depressed because I'm not I love my life, I always say it all the time, but I think about this topic a lot because I think it's what we prepare for when we are given the gift of life. We are also given the responsibility to prepare for the death of ourselves and the death of the people around us. So as you can see, the title of this video, the title of this podcast, it is Conquering the Fear of Death. How did we get here? Not in an existential sense, but almost in a literal sense. How did we get here? What made me want to start podcasting once again? One reason why I decided to podcast again is because I talk a lot. I think about a lot of things. And I realized long ago that it's always good to release the things that you think about when you think about them as opposed to hoarding them. I thought if I'm thinking about something, I might as well give it out to the people who listen. And I I had this thought today as I was preparing my mind to have this conversation. I am not a guru. I am not a sage. I am a man who is living an inherently spiritual existence. I say it all the time. My spirituality is first and foremost. Everything else comes second. Everything. Everything. You may ask me, well, Rice, what is everything? And exactly what you mean. Everything. Everything you can think about that I'm thinking about when I say everything comes after my spirituality and my desire to become more spiritually involved and spiritually enlightened everything comes after that and one of these key aspects of becoming more enlightened and evolved is the transcendent capacity for the human animal to evolve beyond the flesh 
and human beings do this in a myriad of ways. We develop a lot of strategies to transcend the flesh because dying is a concept that all human beings preoccupy themselves with in some capacity. It is our destiny to fade. It is our destiny to transition, to evolve from one state of matter to the next. And so, when I think about this evolution that we are all going to undergo at some point in time, I think about, well, how do you prepare yourself for doing so? And human beings have developed multiple strategies for taking care of themselves and ensuring that their visage and impact on this planet is felt and remembered. And make no mistake about it, that is a majority of the reason why human beings decided to build anything in this life. I think of things as early as reading Shakespeare growing up. And Shakespeare frequently depicting death as a universal experience, something that we all can't avoid. And he would have characters like Macbeth or Hamlet call death the unknown or undiscovered country. And I remember Nas, I never sleep because sleep is the cousin of death. So concepts of life and death are something that have preoccupied literature for as long as I can remember, have fascinated me since about I was, I want to say 17 years old because of experiencing premature deaths of people near me. I remember one of my uncles, he was a jolly, jolly dude. Jolly dude, he was kind of like a bohemian kind of fella, you know, you could never really pin him down. I remember when we went to his apartment in San Francisco, it was me, he was my dad's best friend. It was me, my dad, my mom, and my brother. We would travel to the apartment in San Francisco to hang out every now and then. And he was a grown man, he was, well, he was a grown man. And we would go to his apartment and he would have no furniture. We'd all be sitting on his carpet. But he was filled with such life, such a joyous young man. He would pick me up every time he saw me, grab me and throw me in the air. And I realized that I was getting older and bigger, you know, because every time he saw me, he, he would struggle. As time progressed, he would struggle to pick me up and throw me in the air. One day, you know, he, he passed away and towards the end of his life, he was staying with my parents and my brother and I, and we were watching over him. He had no family in the area and we were taking care of him and I saw him wither away. I saw him go from this vibrant, comedic man into this hobbling man and I started to wonder about death at that point I started, I started to think well will this happen to me 
oh, this is what's going to happen to me. It's inevitable for me to eventually fade away in this life. He had a funeral. And I remember when the pastor, he got up there. He was asking for last remarks. Does anybody have any remarks to say about him? I don't know what possessed me to go up there and say something like, this is my dad's best friend. This this isn't my best friend. My dad has known him longer than me. And he's just sitting there stoic with the sunglasses on. And something possessed me to go up there and try to say something about this man who I felt was dear to me. And he was dear to me at the time. He was just filled with so much joy. Like I said, I got up there and people, I kid you not, I couldn't get out a single word. I looked out into the crowd. It was filled with so many people. So many people loved this gentleman. I looked out. And I just started crying. I started bawling. Bawling. To this day, I don't know if it was stage fright or the emotions overcoming me. To this day, I can't wrap my head around what was it that just made me cry like that. I've never cried like that in my life. And, you know, I walk off, I leave the podium, and everybody's just surrounding me. They're hugging me. They're like, oh, my God, it's okay, it's okay. And in my head, I'm like, why the hell did I cry like that? And from that moment, I've been thinking about the idea of death. And from there, there's been other brushes with death near and dear to me and in thinking about these moments that was one of the pivotal moments it's the articulation of death that made me start thinking about my life the experience of death it's the friends that I've lost young and it's me crying at that funeral on the podium from that point in time I started looking into spirituality. What does it mean? What does this whole existence that we call life actually mean? That is the inciting incident for me. I started reading. I started studying death as if it was a topic of interest. I started looking at other philosophies, Eastern, Western, mythology. I said to myself, I want to know what God knows. I remember telling one of my friends that we went to uh, Taco Bell one time when I was 19 years old, I think. And I looked at him with sincerity in my eyes and I said, because he asked me, well, Rice, what do you want at this stage in your life? And I said, I want to know what God knows. And he looked at me like I was crazy, but I meant it. I meant it. A fear of death to me, is a natural experience. It's not something that is foreign, but in that same vein, death is as common and expected as the sun rising and setting. 
We shouldn't be surprised by death when it rears its ugly head. And I don't even want to call death ugly. It it has its its beauty as well. It's not an entirely disastrous phenomenon when somebody passes away. It has its its good, which sometimes while living a completely mortal existence, it's hard to imagine that death can be good, but everything in this life, and I mean this wholeheartedly, everything in this life has the potential to be good, and everything in this life has the potential to be bad. There is no good or bad inherently. These are sentiments we ascribe to objective events. And one of the things that is natural in this life is the idea that all things here are impermanent. Everything. And I couple the idea of impermanence with the understanding that we don't own anything in this life. This life, the things within it, they can all be taken by a stronger force than you or I. Now, many people rue that understanding. We say, God damn it, I don't want to feel helpless in the face of something that is much grander than I, but that is the reality. We are insignificant, but also mighty. And it's straddling that dichotomy that makes this life worth living. Being able to articulate to yourself your value while navigating the things that have no value. How transitory this experience is. It's something that allows us to value the present moment. It's a mental trick you have to play with yourself in order to get a sense of enjoyment out of this existence, out of this experience. We have to learn how to cultivate an acceptance of impermanence and appreciate what's in front of us at all times. Appreciate the limited aspect of what we are doing here and make the most of it. And many people ask time and time again, well, why? And I, and I think about this for myself often. And I think one of the things that I'm doing day to day is I'm trying to cheat death as much as I feign comfortability with the idea of death, disease, and dying. Everything that I'm doing is an attempt at slickly trying to cheat death. I'm trying to navigate my way around being forgotten by time. I'm trying to navigate around the feeling of insignificance that many of us could fall victim to feeling at any given time. That's the challenge, right? How do we maintain significance? How do we ensure that our time here in the annals of time matters in and of itself? Because the Buddhists believe in the concept of rebirth or reincarnation. That death, yes, it occurs, but it is a transition into one existence over into the next, quite literally, that 
your karmic behavior moves your soul over to another condition. Well, I think there's also literal implications of this, right? There's the, the figurative and there's the literal and there's the spiritual. You think of it quite literally, quite literally. The things that you do in this life day to day, everything you do today will affect tomorrow. Everything that you do two days from now will affect what you do four days from now. The life and behaviors you enlist stack on top of themselves and move you into tomorrow. Buddhism teaches the concept of anatta, which suggests that there is no permanent or unchanging self or soul. This thing that resides within our being is constantly shifting and moving, waiting for a new version of expression in the world and within you. And to remain the same throughout this existence is it's antithetical to your grand design. And the final migratory process of this shifting and moving and vibrating spirit is death. The body cannot contain the soul any longer because it takes strength to hold the human soul. Strength. This thing we have inside of us, this soul, this spirit, there is a weight to it. There is a potency to it. And whenever we do not change, or whenever we refuse to grow, we limit the spirit and we limit the soul. The one thing that I did not mention about my uncle at the beginning of this podcast is that he was in pain towards the end of his life. He was suffering. He was suffering for many reasons. He was suffering mentally and he was also suffering physically. And in moments when an individual is suffering the way that he was mentally and physically, I often wonder how righteous is it of us who are of sound mind and sound body to demand that the suffering or the sufferer live for our benefit, for our needs. Each life has its own fingerprint. Each life has its own responsibility to the great beyond. And each life has a path that is charted long before we are able to articulate our first words. Which is why Buddhism 
which is my practice of choice, encouraged us all to prepare for death throughout our lives. And what does that preparation look like? It looks like meditation. It looks like mindfulness. It looks like the practice of radical kindness to ourselves and others. It looks like rational thought, but it also looks like trying to build something while we are here that has meaning beyond our existence. And when I said that I find myself trying to cheat death in my own way every single day by attempting to live a life worth living in a multitude of areas to build something here that is the equivalent in modern society to the great pyramids of Giza which is something that I will do we will do such a thing but I always ask myself every day this is something that I cannot control about myself I just feel the need to do it I just feel the need to get up and put words to paper I feel the need to write my thoughts down. I feel the need to write a book. I don't even know where I got the idea from, but I've just been possessed by the notion of doing so. But a large part of that is this quest within me to not be forgotten by time. Do not be swallowed up by time. Give something to humanity that moves it in a better direction than it was had you have not been born. You have an opportunity every day to figure out what you want to give to human history. What do you want to give to this existence? That is how you transcend death. That is how you live life. It may sound easy, but trust and believe it is not. That experience has its own set of difficulties trying to make something from nothing. But it's doable. It's doable. We can all do something worth value here. Well, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, we have reached the end of the podcast. I'd like to say thank you all for listening and supporting up until this point. It's been great. I'm going to talk to you all more frequently. Follow me on TikTok at Rice Toluca, where I post audio clips of this podcast follow me on Instagram at being centered Inc I think that's my Instagram handle on there I'm also at Rice Toluca but I prefer you follow me at being centered Inc we're going to try to get that page some motion well yeah I think I've held you guys over for quite some time um, you've listened to me talk I appreciate your thoughts and concerns about the last episode as well thank you for listening to that 
I'll probably go into more depth about what I was speaking about that that last episode next week. But for now, for now, I would like to say, peace be upon the listener. You are life in the human form. The universe becoming extremely conscious of itself. My name is Rais Toluca. And I'll talk to you guys. The man them two in considerate five star hotel smoking cigarette mixing codeine up with a finnegan. She got fit, but she wanna get finnegan. Drinking apple cider vinegar wearing skim cause she wanna be imminent. Uh, Alright. I know they are bad, stop acting innocent. We ain't got generational wealth, it's only a year that I've had these millions. My whip could have been in a Tokyo drift, cause fast and furious. I went from the Toyota Yaris to Eurus, they had their chance, but blew it. Now this girl want me and her uterus, fuck it, I'm rich, let's do it. Take a look at these diamonds, wrong as her life is squinting, can't just stare. With bay through thick and thin, she already fixed, so I'm halfway there. Brown and bad, could have changed my mind, I was halfway there. 100 meters, I just put nine gal in a sprinter. 100 eaters, it won't fit in one SUV. SOS. Somebody rescue me, I got too many, got too many, many, all I got They could last me the next two weeks uh, uh, Alright, let's send the address through please SUV, the outside white, the inside brown like Michael Jack More time and bill line and trap Spent like I don't even like my stack Pistol came on an Irish ferry, let go and it sound like a tap dance The way that I bought, no yellow, the ref have to give me a black card Who did what we're doing with rap? Man couldn't sell out his show after all them years of doing a cat Sprinter, two gal in a van Two men in Milan heard one of my things dating P Diddy need 20% or whatever she bags Outside, my head in my hands I told her my name is Sam She said no, the one on your birth certificate uh. Your boyfriend ran from that diamond test Cause they weren't legitimate nah. She Turkish Cypriot But her car's Brazilian uh. I want her My bro wants her affiliate I'm cheap, still hit a chip like yo, can I borrow your Netflix? She a feminist, she think I'm sexist Twisting my words, I think she dyslexic Give me my space, I'm intergalactic before I give you my Insta password, I'll give you the pin to my Amit. <laughs> Alright. This ain't stainless steel, it's platinum. Dinner table, I got manners. <laughs> T-shirt tucked in, napkin. Still loading, that's the caption. I've only amounted a minimal fraction. Eat good, I got indigestion. Bare snow in my hood, no aspirin. Can't get rid of my pain with aspirin. Dave just came in at Aston, I'm making that Maybach music. They're trying to insult my intelligence, sometimes I may act stupid. I never went uni, I've been on a campus selling cocaine to students. If bro let the drumstick beat, then something gone leak, we ain't playing exclusives. Take a look at these diamonds, wrong as her life is squinting, can't just stare. With bay through thick and thin, she already fixed, so I'm halfway there. Brown and bad, could have changed my mind, I was halfway there. 100 meters, I just put nine gal in a sprinter. 100 eaters, it won't fit in one SUV. SOS. Somebody rescue me, I got too many, got too many, many, all I got They could last me the next two weeks uh, huh. Alright, let's send the address through, please Fire for a wife, beat, I can't rock with that, I ain't wearing a vest Man have to send her therapy, she got an E-cup bra, a lot on her chest I'm in Jamaica, Orica best Hit a lick when cash converters, that don't work, it's poor, no chest I'm doing more and talking less I love chilling with broke bitches, man, but one flight and they're all impressed I'm in the G63, the car like a friend through twists and turns Man living for nyash and dying for nyash is fuck Don't know which one's worse, I'm fucked Bags in his and hers, what's hers is hers What's mine is two Heard that girl was a gold digger, it can't be true She dated you, AP baby blue Papers pink, I probably hate me too You ever spent six figures and stared at bail like, Look what you made me do Yeah. Started with a queue, didn't wait in line Weird, I'm 
mask in my blazing man Why you so focused on your Asian side? I know that the Jack boys pray that they get to the clubs and Dave's inside 